Thanks for pressing play. I sure am glad you're here. And this is Christopher Lockett. And you're listening to the podcast for marketers and entrepreneurs with a different mind. On this episode, let's talk about why thinking about thinking is the most important kind of thinking. My friends at Atranet have been building legendary B2B websites in Silicon Valley for over 20 years. And even today, some people forget that the first way a prospect experiences your company is on your website. So it better be legendary. So check out atre.net today. That's atre.net. And our newsletter, Category Pirates, is on fire. And um, we've also uh, been releasing a series of newsletters as mini ebooks on Amazon, including things like The Big Brand Lie, The Power of a Point of View, and as opposed to Blue Ocean Strategy, No Ocean Strategy. So go to Amazon.com and search for Category Pirates today. Now, as Joey Ramone said, hey ho, let's go. This is Lockheada Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead, three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. All right. Thinking about thinking is the most important kind of thinking. Now, maybe this is obvious, but let's start with the obvious. Why is that the case? And that is the context matters more than the content. So when we go to have a discussion, we're going to talk about a business strategy, a marketing strategy, a product strategy, whatever it is, the context that that discussion takes place in frames the thinking and therefore the conversation, which then leads to some kind of an outcome. And so most of us, particularly those of us who are entrepreneurial, been in marketing and sales, those of us who are engineers who believe real engineers ship product, uh, most people who are successful have a strong bias to action, which I think is incredibly healthy and powerful. However, a strong bias to action means that sometimes, and I know I've been guilty of this more times than I will ever know, we spring to action without doing enough thinking. More importantly, without doing enough thinking and dialoguing around what is the context for whatever it is we're talking about. So I think that's sort of an anchor point to kind of swizzle around in your brain a little bit, particularly when you're talking about meaty things, things that require true thinking, things that require a group of people to come together to uh, grapple with something that is challenging or a big opportunity or a big problem as it, as it may be. From there, as we start to think about the thinking and we become more conscious about the context we are setting for the conversation, for the dialogue, for the work that we want to do... The next piece of it you could think of as, as people are bringing forward thinking and context, whether it's you or anyone else that you're uh, collaborating with, an interesting way to think of here is, do I accept or do I reject the premise, that is to say the context? And here's what I know. Legendary category designers, legendary entrepreneurs, creators and marketers reject the premise 
they start by rejecting the premise. So somebody says something and you go, that's interesting. And in our mind, we go, I reject the whole thing. Now, you may end up circling back to that premise and either accepting it in its entirety or accepting part of it. But the reason starting by rejecting the premise is so powerful is as follows. All premise, all context, all thinking is based on what? Past experience, past research, past insight, our past and the past of all of those who we're collaborating with. Now, look, there are many cases where accepting the premise is the wise thing to do. So, for example, when you and I are driving a car, we don't reject the premise of how the car works. We don't reject the premise of what the rules and laws of the road are. We accept them because in the case of driving a vehicle, accepting the past, be it our training on how to operate a vehicle safely and our training on how to conduct ourselves while driving a vehicle in the world to do it safely, all those things relying on our past, relying on our experience is hugely powerful. Now in business, most of us get hired in great part because of our past. We're seen as being successful. We're seen as having a track record. As a matter of fact, the most powerful thing you can have in business is a track record that is recognized that allows you to become known for a niche that you own. And so in a very real sense, in that context, our past is a key driver in creating our present and future success. And all that's good shit. Here's where the rub comes in. When we accept the premise, we accept the context of the premise. And the context of the premise, by definition, is rooted in the past. And the rub goes like this. How do you create a different future as an entrepreneur, as a marketer, as an engineer, as a creator of any kind? How do you create a different future when the premise you start with, the context you start with, is the past. So in any conversation about the future, be it a marketing campaign we want to run, a whole new business we want to start, whatever it is, there are many situations, particularly in the domain of category design, entrepreneurship, and marketing, where when we reject the premise, we reject the rules of the past. And we open ourselves up to a whole new kind of thinking. We unshackle ourselves from the context of the current competition, the current category, the current product feature set of us and the competition, et cetera, et cetera. And we allow ourselves to act in an unbounded way. Recently, I was at a, a wonderful offsite with an extraordinary group of entrepreneurs. And um, they had started before the pandemic they were getting real traction, things were going well, and then the pandemic came and destroyed their business for a bunch of reasons that aren't germane, but really through no fault of their own. They did what they needed to do to stick handle through the recession, and then here's the interesting thing. As they were stabilizing the business, it forced them to re-examine the premise that their business was built on the entire context for the whole thing, who we are, who we serve, what we do, how we do it, you name it. 
the pandemic forced a rethink of all of that. And they were able to reject the context of their current business, their current business model, their current category, their offerings, their customer, the whole thing, and think in an unconstrained way. And when you reject the premise, you therefore tilt your lens, your context, from a past context to a future context. And then in the case of this startup, they began to ask some, if you will, imagine the possible type questions. They began to think in unconstrained ways. Think about, well, if we could have it be any way we want, three years from now, five years from now, forget about any problem that might be a barrier to that based on our current knowledge. Just think pure creativity, pure innovation, pure possibility. What would the, the world that we want to create in two, three, five years look like? And then as you do that, you reject the premise. You point the lens from the present and the past to the future. And you literally begin to create a whole new context for creating a legendary business going forward. Now, here's the other part of the rub. In almost every sentence that somebody else says to us, they use accept the premise language, particularly in business and in marketing. So for example, here's a phrase we hear a lot, go to market. We have a go to market team. Some people have a, a senior vice president of go to market. Now you might think, okay, well, that, go to market. That's fine. What, what, why is, what's wrong with that premise? Part of rejecting the premise is listen to the words, say them slowly. And then thinking about thinking is the most important kind of thinking. So go to market. What that says is there's a market out there and we need to go to it. Well, that immediately, without even realizing it, sets a context for we're going to compete in an existing market. That's the first thing it does. The second thing it does is it says we, the burden on us is to go to customers, go to prospects. Does anybody ever say, hey, I reject the premise that we're going to an existing market because we're designing a new one. How often do you hear that in a meeting? Secondarily, does anybody say, hey, you know, go to market. I reject the premise because you know what? Go to market. Going to market is fucking hard. What if we were able, through the power of designing a legendary company, category, and product, what if we were able to educate the market in such a way that the market came to us? You know, just think about how many people line up and camp overnight at the Apple store. Apple is not going to market with their new iPhone. The market comes to them to get the new iPhone. Reject the premise. Here's another one. Product market fit. Most people just say those words. Product market fit. We achieve product market fit. And they keep talking. Nobody ever says, hey, um, what would happen if we rejected the premise? Listen to the words, product, market, fit. These three words have done tremendous damage in the last 10 to 15 years in entrepreneurship because they subtly 
trick entrepreneurs and innovators and creators into thinking their job is to fit into markets. There is no legend that ever did that. Steve Jobs was not fitting the iPhone into a market. He was redesigning a category. Here's another one. Minimum viable product. If you're a longtime listener to this podcast or reader of any of the stuff that I, uh, me and my partners, right, you know, this is one of my all-time favorite idiocies. Just listen. Minimum viable product. Imagine you put those two words, minimum viable, in front of anything else to see if it flies. Tell your spouse, uh, I think we should raise some minimum viable children. Tell your boss that you're going to do a minimum viable job on the next project that you're put in charge of. It is insane. Context matters. Digital transformation. Reject the premise. Why? Thinking about thinking. When we say digital transformation, what we're saying is we're going to take the way it is and transform it digitally. Now, if that's what we mean to do, by all means, go ahead and do that. And, and there, is, there is a valid argument for certain things that we should take as they are today and transform them digitally. However, many people, when they say digital transformation, what they mean is digital creation. But when they throw in transformation instead of creation, they shackle themselves to the past to create the future. This is exactly the same promise or the same, same problem with disruption. I think we are at a point now where we need to say, fuck disruption, enough disruption. Why? Because when we say we are going to disrupt the fill in the blank industry, the context we're creating is the way it was and is in the current industry. We have shackled our thinking about the future to the past the minute we say disruption as opposed to creation. So when you start by saying thinking about thinking is the most important kind of thinking, when someone presents something new in the context of creating results into the future, if we start by rejecting the premise and having a rigorous fact-based discussion about what we're really trying to do here. Are we trying to improve the way it is and was, or are we trying to create a different future? And if we're trying to create a different future, whether it's with a marketing campaign or a startup or a new product or whatever it is, then we want to be unshackled from the past. So we reject the premise. So in closing, thinking about thinking is the most important kind of thinking because thinking sets context. When we start by rejecting the premise, we challenge the context, which frees our mind to think forward, not backward. And if we're thinking forward, we have opened ourselves up to the real chance that us with our colleagues can create a different future. All right. We would like to thank our good friends at Atranet, building legendary B2B websites in Silicon Valley for over 20 years. Check out atre.net today. My friends at Fusion PR, marketing and graphic design, they do legendary marketing work in Ireland. Check out F-U-Z or Z, depending on your you know belief. 
uh, .ie. That's F-U-Z-I-O-N .ie for legendary marketing in beautiful Ireland. If you want to design and dominate a, uh, a legendary category of your own, check out my friends at Category Design Advisors, headquartered out of the East Coast of the U.S., CategoryDesignAdvisors.com. And if you want to do podcasting, if you have a podcast and you want to have legendary audio quality, then use what we use around here, Squadcast.fm, for digital remote uh, studio recording, squadcast.fm. All right, I need to remind you that this podcast is a sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network, and it goes way better with libations. Please don't forget to tip your weight staff on the way out. And if you like it enough to listen, why not share it with your whole team? Today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes. Please consult your sh- your lawman. Your lawman? <laughs> a lawman is a shaman lawyer, uh, mystic doctor, and bartender before acting on today's information. Remember, the left lane is the passing lane get out of the left lane uh also check out follow your different we've been on a run of legendary authors lately if you want to expand your thinking through authentic dialogue subscribe to follow your different we are produced and edited by the goat jason DeFilippo. check out his podcast grumpy old geeks sarah knox and jamie j do legendary technical execution and they build lockhead.com show notes by the handsome talented gm simon Thank you, Candy Dandy. She keeps all the trains running on time. Stevie Wonder was right. Don't forget to listen to Katie Lang. Stay legendary. Stay healthy. And uh, the thought I'll leave you with today is reject the premise. <laughs>